I'm Natalie, and I'm here with Jade. And Jade, it's not a mystery that you are a fireball for Jesus. And (laughs) you can obviously tell just by being around you how much you love him and um, how close of a relationship you have with him. Um, But I just wanted to ask you, how did you get to that place? Where did that all begin? Uh, When I was 12 years old in a youth church called The Chosen, I was sitting in the back. Kind of like the show we're going to be in. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all make sure y'all tune in. We're going to be extras on the feeding of the 5,000, okay? (laughs) But yeah, uh, you know, it's called The Chosen and I'm sitting in the back and I didn't want to be there. Um, I just felt really awkward. I felt out of place. Uh, I think my mom was in the, you know, quote unquote, big church and I wanted to be sitting with her. So when I went over there, I just was really not expecting anything to happen. I just couldn't wait for it to be over. But um, when the woman of God began to minister the gospel and she actually began to speak out of first Peter two, nine, I just began to have an encounter with what I now know to be the Holy Spirit. And I began to really out of my heart cry out for a relationship with Jesus that was very personal and real. I didn't go up to the front and say like a savior's prayer. I think I did that when I was a child at like a VBS wearing a white dress and white pantyhose. My mom made me wear. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) And I did. I, I can actually recall the feeling and really, really believe that I went up there and gave my heart to God, you know, as a young girl at VBS, but I really didn't know Jesus in a personal day in and day out way and becoming like a disciple following him. And I think at 12 years old, that was actually birthed in me by the Holy Spirit in this youth church, in this encounter that I had. And what really branded that moment was a pursuit of the word of God. Mm -hmm. And that's really the only way that I know how to put it. I mean, I was like booger crying in the back, you know, (laughs) tears just falling You know, I'm crying. I can't remember if anybody prayed for me. I really don't know what else happened other than I was just moved by the presence of the Lord. And I didn't even really know fully what happened. As I got older, I began to understand what the Lord had actually done, how he had marked me that night. Mm -hmm. But it really began a spark in me for the word of God at a young age where I just began to dig into the word. And Jesus is the word. Right. So it was this, this big the beginning of a transformational journey because the words that I read, I really believed them. And I believe the Holy Spirit was present with me to help me understand the word mm-hmm. um, at 12 years old. So that's part of the beginning. I guess the beginning is the moment you're conceived and God is knitting <laughs> you together. In the, and it's probably begins before that. Right. Our real journey with Jesus. Yeah. But I, I say that at 12 years old, I was permanently marked for a desire to know Jesus through the revelation in his word. And what carried you from 12 to now your age Do that not we'll keep private? Say my, I'm 34. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I repeat, I am 34. <laughs> okay, so from 12 to 34, what kept you? Just on the journey, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I would still say the word because... The word became my foundation, praise Mm. God. I think if I was was to build my foundation on like the experience that I had with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. it would have been easy to fall off 
because it didn't stay like that. Right. You know, that incredible you feeling. You weren't weeping every day. Yes. I wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't weeping every day. And it's like, and the weeping was coming from this sense of, I have a purpose. Right. I'm loved by the creator of the universe. You know, when you have that first revelation. Yeah. That was, you know, the beginning. That was kind of where everything started. Well, that didn't happen every day after that and that definitely didn't happen every year after that (laughs) and it definitely didn't happen whenever I got in school and started inviting everybody to youth church you know what I mean (laughs) yeah um that's where some rejection came in and being picked on came in Mm -hmm. and some mocking came in and I don't you know recall having these incredible encounters with the Holy Spirit but the word had so branded me and by the word I knew that those things were going to happen I knew that Jesus had said you know, the world's already hated me. They're going to hate you. Don't think they're going to love this thing you're doing for me. Right. These are what disciples go through. These are the things that happen. Um, here's how to keep your joy. Mm-hmm. You know, discovering very young that joy is not based on an external circumstance of what I have or what I can get or what friends I have or don't have, which is a big topic for you in high school. Yeah. You know, when you get older, you realize how um, silly it is. Silly it is <laughs> to really want to be seen and be popular and all that. Um, but in high school, the Holy Spirit through the word empowered me to understand true joy comes from this private place where at the end of the day, I just sit and I know God is with me Mm -hmm. and approves of my life Mm -hmm. and that we have this continual flow between each other of communion and communication. But I think from then till now, and even to this very day, like even this morning, I can say the thing that has kept me sane that has kept me on the path, that has corrected me when I wanted to get off of it, that has brought me back to a place of humility when pride wanted to rise up, brought me back to a place of joy when depression wanted to come, heaviness wanted to come, the cares of life, distractions, has always been the word of God for me. Mm -hmm. That was foundational and now is really a driving force of my life. Yeah. So what is a scripture that really is what you stood on in the hard times, what you stood on when things got confusing, when the world got chaotic. What is something that you have a scripture or two that you have always been able to revert back to? Well, the first scripture that I ever memorized, and if anyone's ever heard me preach, they might have heard me do. Can you guess what it is? Um, There's two in my mind. Okay, go for it. I'm thinking of you saying it in Spanish. That's why. No, that's the only one I know in Spanish. I know two in Spanish. (laughs) That don't mean it's my favorite. It means it's all I got. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking of 1 Peter 2.9. Right. 1 Peter 2.9. But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something from rejected to accepted. That is the first scripture that I truly learned um, with revelation, mm-hmm. not just like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, which really that's all we ever know of that verse anyway. <laughs> we don't even know if 17, you know, right. or go into that. But the first verse that really had that kind of impact on me was First Peter 2, 9, mm-hmm. that let me know I literally was chosen by God. Mm-hmm. And that right there crushes so much of the demonic strategy against a human life. Yeah. Because the main thing that the devil wants to convince us of is we are not picked. Right. And we are not given wisdom and Mm -hmm. we are not given keys from heaven and we are not called and loved. And I mean, that strategy is even in the garden with Eve. Mm -hmm. You know, the main thing is he's trying to get her to think God didn't really say these things to you. And 
there's something God is withholding from you. And if God is withholding some of his love and withholding some of his wisdom and withholding, well, it means he doesn't love you Mm -hmm. and you're not picked and you're not chosen. And I actually, a serpent, know more than you know. Right. And here comes the whole fall of humanity, right? So I think that that revelation of being chosen has prevented so many hardships in my life. And if it didn't prevent them, it got me through it Mm -hmm. because there was this stance that I was able to take. I am chosen by God even for this hard moment. I was chosen to go through life's hardships. I was chosen to not only go through them, but be the light in the middle of them. And I was chosen to proclaim the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. So even when I feel like I don't have purpose or whatever just happened so discouraged me, this word confirms to me I'm actually on earth to proclaim, to publish the goodness of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? He brought me out of darkness into marvelous light. So just just looking at 1 Peter 2, 9, um, that scripture, first I just memorized it in my head, but before I know it, it started to flow out of my my heart. I was going to yeah. say my gut because it just came <laughs> from such a deep place right. that you started realizing um, this means more to me than I ever thought that it could. Yeah. So I, I would say that 1 Peter 2, 9 is one of the most profound scriptures. And then the entire book of First John. And I know that's like, I cannot separate and dissect First John. Yeah. And I won't do it. First John, it, it helps us know, am I a Christian? Right. Am I, am I literally in the light? Or am I in sin? How do I actually know the truth about my Christianity? Right. And so whenever you want to get off a little bit and you're like, am I off? You just read first John and mm-hmm. you're going to find out real quick if I'm in the dark or if I'm in the light, if I'm walking like a child of God or the child of the devil. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really gives you a black and white way of living. Right. And so that's another one that has just been medicine, direction, help, whatever you want to call it along the way. So for someone who is just starting their walk with God, what would you, where would you say is the place to start in scripture? to start building that unshakable foundation. I would read the gospel of John. John takes us all the way back in the beginning was the word in the beginning was Jesus. And the word was with God. Jesus Mm -hmm. was with God and the word was God. Jesus was God and is God, you know, and, and out of him. And it, it literally tells us the birthing of our entire world and life. And then leads us into the actual story of our savior. Now there's many, many mysteries and there are many deep and phenomenal principles throughout the word of God, all throughout the word of God, Genesis revelation. But John helps us get a foundation in what Jesus did for us Mm -hmm. and why and what we are now asked to do. And one of the biggest questions that people asked once they felt the power of God touch them was, what am I to do? Yeah. And John gives us these beautiful commandments that Jesus gave. I give you a commandment, a Mm -hmm. new commandment, You've got to love others the way that I've loved you. Mm-hmm. Well, you read John and you see the way. Right. This is the way that he loved us. Yeah. I have to love in that way. Mm-hmm. He says, the one that loves me loves the father and the father loves him and reveal, he will reveal to him me. He yeah. Will, he will reveal me, Jesus, right. to that person, to the one who loves me, loves the father. I mean, he just gives this whole, um, you know. I don't want to use the word theology because it can be scary, but if you want some really sound theology, <laughs> you read the gospel of John. Right. And I, that's where I would say to start. Right. And then you can begin to carry into the rest of 
you know, the Bible. Yeah. And, or the rest of the New Testament. And then if you want to really go back to your roots and meet your father, Abraham, you know, you go into Genesis <laughs> and see how communion with God began. Right. Um, so it's really rich. But I, I would say the Gospel of John. Okay. Well, you encountered the Lord really young. You said you were 12. And um, a lot of times people see that as you lived a perfect life all the way through from <laughs> 12 to where you are now. Never sinned. You never did anything wrong. Um, were there some times where you quote unquote fell off the wagon or, um, just stumbled along the way and how did you overcome that? I, I stumble every day. No, (laughs) I think that, um, I never entered into a backslidden state. Yeah of completely shutting Christ out of my life Mm -hmm. or shutting the voice of the Holy Spirit out of my life. And that is only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But I look back at my life now, some of the things at 15, some of the things at 18, some of the things at 21, some of the things at 25 is just (laughs) like, wow, you were ignorant. Right. And I think 10 years from now, I'll look back at my current place in life and the things that I think I know and will realize, wow, you're really ignorant. Or times where it's like, you are so prideful, you little Pharisee. <laughs> you know, you really thought that you knew the whole thing, didn't you? Yeah. So there's absolutely times in my life where God has just interrupted in kindness mm-hmm. my attitude, mm-hmm. which I like to call attitudes. That's bad attitudes. Right. And really addressed places in my life that dealt with a lack of faith, mm-hmm. judgment, on others, um, places where even I was carrying cares, Mm -hmm. you know, seasons of like, why are you carrying these cares? Are you God? Mm -hmm. You're going to, you're going to solve all the world's problems, you know, cast these cares upon me. Scriptures I could quote, but wasn't living, Mm -hmm. you know, all the cares are on my back, but I'm going to preach, cast your cares on the Lord and I'm going to sing the song. Yeah. You want to sing it? Yes. Okay, I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. Anytime I don't know what to do, I cast all my cares upon you so i would be singing that with 27 backpacks with bricks on you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's just so many times i got it wrong yeah you know maybe i wasn't in sin but i was just wrong about certain things and mindsets that were blindsided Mm and um not blindsided but had blind spots right um and just areas that even to this very day i'm learning wow i have so much to learn yeah and i have so much still to know so to say are there times that I that I stumbled and times that I fell? I think that's a pattern of running a race. Mm-hmm. Your legs give out. Your yeah. your mind gets weak. You start to think you can't do something that your coach already told you you could. Right. That you trained to be able to do. Yeah. So those kinds of things are things not just of the past, but things that today, you know, as I'm running, I find myself stumbling or falling. And the, But the thing is, is we stumble and we fall forward. Right. We don't stumble and fall off the track Mm -hmm. and we do not stumble and fall backwards. Right. And that is something I have realized when you have a 
a personal and deep, real, mm-hmm. intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and his precious Holy Spirit, yeah. which connects us to the Father. You do not fall and stumble back. You fall and you stumble forward. Right. And then you get up, you dust off, you put some stuff on the scrapes, and you keep on moving straight mm-hmm. on forward. And that is a testimony of relationship and friendship with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Impossible without him. Yeah. If you fall on the track without the Holy Spirit, there's no other option but to go backwards or walk yourself off and go sit down on the bench. Right. Because your human mind will convince you you can't get up anyway. Yeah. But with the Holy Spirit by your side, um, your falling actually propels you forward. Yeah. You just got five more feet on because you flew forward. <laughs> you scramble up and keep rocking. Yeah. So I hope that that helps answer that question. Yeah. Um, will you pray over anybody who is wanting that relationship, who is desiring that um, firm foundation, who wants to um, just be unshakable in their faith in the Lord? And really run this race to win. Absolutely. And I'll just say like the one of the biggest temptations of the devil is to lure us away from the word. Right. It's a fight every day. It's a call for vigilance to seek and pursue the word of God. Yeah. So if you feel like, man, I just don't want to read my Bible. I just don't want to read the word. I don't want to be engaged in that. I don't want to pray. Don't look down on yourself like, man, I just lost my Christianity. But rather look at yourself that you have a real adversary. You have a real enemy who wants to rob you of your personal relationship with Jesus because it brings destruction to his kingdom. And so there's an actual attack against your prayer life and an attack against you reading the word. And so I just want to encourage you when you go to read the word and when you go to pray, invite the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, help me connect with Jesus. Help me connect with the Father through the word and through prayer. Father, we thank you for the hunger and the desire to know Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who stirs that desire within us. And we thank you for the Father who made it possible by sending Jesus Christ to the earth to make the ultimate sacrifice and to pay the biggest cost. And right now we enter into that sacrifice. We enter into that gift from heaven to say, Jesus You truly are Lord, and I want to know you as the Lord of my life, where you actually reign over my life as a king, and you lead me into wonderful, glorious testimonies and miracles and signs and wonders and sacrifices and the picking up of my own personal cross to pay my own personal cost for the glory of the kingdom. And Lord, right now, I ask that everyone listening who has a desire to get into your word, that you would right now inspire them by your Holy Spirit to run to the word of God, open it up, ask for help by your spirit and begin reading. As they do, I ask Jesus that you would become very, very real to them, not a story their grandma told, not a God from a church service that a pastor preached about but a personal living savior that they know in their hearts and in communion daily. We thank you for this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We love you all.